All right. You're now listening to Wisdom of the Weight Room, the podcast where we take our wisdom from the weight room and weave it into your everyday life. I'm your co one of your hosts, Brock, with my other host, Miguel. And this is episode two of 2021. I think it's episode like 14, though, normal. Anyways, we're back at it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the show. Uh, what's up, Miguel? How's it going? Good. How are you, Brock? I'm good, man. Good week? Yeah, it's been a long week. Uh, How's the kiddo? He's good. O's. You have multiple yeah. ones, obviously. They're both good. Uh, no Cal- change. Is Calvin coming around? To- yeah, yeah, he, he is. Little boy? He'll uh, little he'll get little give little kisses here and there. <laughs> it's kind of funny when so, you're not looking. Yeah. So he wasn't like, oh, I don't like him. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I no, it's been good. Yeah. No, they both are good. Still doesn't like to sleep, or Magnus doesn't, but it is what it is. Part of it. He's yeah. uh, the cool thing is he's opening his eyes a lot more now, and so he's looking around. He'll look at you. He'll yeah. stare at you. And he kind of has cool. that. Not gonna lie, looks has a lot of uh, resemblance to Allie. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, you could definitely see both, but yeah, I'm, it could be like the eyes, maybe. She has a you small know what, eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the, the little yeah, eyes. Like the, she has the Asian eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Little eyes. Yeah. So that's what I noticed. Here, I gotta ask this. So, Mag Magnus, right? Yep. I, I always want to say Max Magnus. Uh, I looked it up. I know what it it, it means. Okay, what what does it mean, and like, where did you? <laughs> come I have to, of that it's like because uh, it I, I it's a very unique name ago. i honestly i heard it first i'm like magnus like it's aw- awesome name but mm-hmm. like it's definitely a unique one so in latin um the best known let's see well i don't know it means I, great yeah great i mean latin, that's latin that's, for great which yeah. is even cooler yeah and so like i we wanted something strong. We wanted something unique, something strong. It either was going to be a, um, like a Hispanic name, yep. so Spanish, or or just something that meant strong or that I, when you say it, you're like, oh, that's a strong name. Yeah. And so I was thinking about Maximus, but then I'm like, eh, I knew a couple of people named Maximus, and that was just mm. kind of cliche. I, I, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. They, uh, it was like the gladiator. Yeah. You know? Like it's cool, definitely, but like it's overused, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Overpopulated or yep. something. And then I thought of Magnus, and I'm like, Allie, what do you think about that? And she's like, hmm, that could be good. And so... Did you think of it and then found out what the definition, or what it, like, mean? Or did you have uh, the meaning and the, didn't the have, name in mind? I think I had the name first, and then I looked it up. And, I'm and like, it kind of just went yeah. hand in hand? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And there's another meaning uh, out there as, like, king, you okay. know? So I was like, oh, well, that's cool, too. Not, I mean, great I just... King. Great king. Yeah. Um... But when I hear Magnus, I think more strength than great. I mean, Magnus just sounds like a strong human being. Yeah, definitely. And then I remember there's Magnus for Magnuson, who's a um, he was he was a strong man that competed back in the I don't know if it was late '80s or early '90s, sometime in there. He won the professional strongman, and I've seen him quite a few times at different competitions. And so then I'm like, I know there's a guy, and I couldn't think of who it was, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it's that guy. That's name's Magnus. Okay. So that's where the name originated from. And I think with the background of, you know, me and what I do, I'm like, that'd be awesome if someday he could, you know, do some big Falling things, footsteps. some great things. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. But, yeah, that's Magnus is what it is. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. 
Okay, so let's get into the episode today. We're talking about fear, F-E-A-R. Fears, we're going to start maybe generalized. Obviously, everyone has a, a fear of some kind. So we'll talk from a general standpoint, but then we'll definitely weave it into a training weight room based thing. And we're just going to obviously give us, give you guys our perspective and maybe what we think of fears and go from there. So fear, let's start this. Miguel, what would be your definition? Not the definition, but how would you define fear? Maybe just for yourself or just generally. Fear is things you are you're scared of um it could be anything you know it could be an animal it could be uh everyday activities it could be you know losing your job it could be uh not being a good parent there uh, it's just i i just look at it as a basic term of things you're scared of um i i don't really have much more than that uh, and but it can come on i mean it can be in any part of your life yeah you definitely hit the nail on the head with that one. So I looked it up. Um, I don't want to like, I would try to obviously get my, where my source is from, but I forgot and I didn't write them down. So sorry. <laughs> but uh, I looked it up. So fear is a natural, powerful, and primitive human movement that involves a universal biochemical response. So sweating, high heart rate, our adrenaline levels increase. And then it has an individualistic emotional response. So everyone responds to fear universally, physic- like physically, so sweating, things like that. But everyone experiences fear differently from like an emotional standpoint. Uh, so fear, it, it obviously, it's an alertive thing. So it alerts us of presence of danger or harm, whether it's physical or psychological. And it's basically a survival mechanism within ourselves. Pretty good uh, definition, Miguel, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Um, What maybe are some, let's just say maybe our own our, our own fears. Let's get into that. Yeah. Do you have any, like, you don't have to get too detailed, but are well, there any fears well, you let possess? Let me ask you this. First, okay, yeah, Rob, go ahead, go ahead. Let, before we get to what our own fears are, when you are scared, yep. when you have fear, what is your body's response like are you a person that sweats are you what what are you i don't know i could sweat maybe i don't realize it at the time uh definitely high increase of heart rate i definitely struggle from anxiety in certain elements so if there's certain things maybe like socially if like an uh a situation occurs and i'm not prepared for it or something that I'm fearful of happens. It's usually from a like anxiety standpoint. Like I get very scatterbrained, heart rate definitely increases. I used to struggle from like, I think they're called like anxiety attacks Yep. based on just obviously fear. Definitely I'm a person that like overanalyzes things and we'll get into that in a sec. I got a lot of notes on this, but I'll just overanalyze something or something will occur. And yeah, I just, I just start racing. Heart rate is a big one for me. And that stemmed to like a panic attack where like my breathing just got like irregular, hard to breathe. I would like basically go into like a somewhat of like shock or like a, what's that called? 
where you're like you're just breathing so oh, fast. Oh, hyperventilating. Hyperventilating. Yeah. Yep, that's what I would like come into. Definitely hasn't occurred too much like in the recent years, and I that just stems from obviously like experience. And again, we'll get into that in a sec. But yeah, that, those are my kind of reactions to it. Yeah, I think for myself, I get the sweats pretty bad. You just sweat normal. Though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, that's yeah, definitely. No, yeah, but I get, it's like clammy. It's, <laughs> yep. a, it's a weird sweat. Like my hands start sweating. Um, and then, dude, I have to shit. Like, I yeah. Wow. I when I used to like wrestle. And I'd get nervous. Oh, like I was like, my response was, oh, ner- dude. I nervous shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and now people are like, oh, you do that all the time. But uh, I think those are the, the two, I, you know, besides the heart rate and whatnot. Yeah, but, you like, know, it's, again, as, and like that's like, like it says here, you, those are pretty universal. High heart rate, sweating, like that adrenaline, yeah. an- an- anxious based stuff. Like I'm sure all of us experience maybe on different degrees of it, but we all experience those. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten to the point where I've had a panic attack. Yeah. And usually, uh, as I've gotten older, I can really calm myself down. Yep. You know, just by, it's just like self-talk. You know, just by talking to myself in my head, like, it's this is something that you don't need to be scared about, you know, or you're okay, you know, that type of thing. So I've really worked on doing that. And so the fear has been minimized. Now, do I still have fears? Yes. But it's... It's a lot different than it used to be. Um, I think too, like when I look about when I look at being younger, I wish somebody would have taught me about how to work on fear. Yeah, because then I wouldn't have had, you know, like before wrestling me, I wouldn't have felt the same way. You know, I would have felt different, or I could have handled myself differently. But I didn't know how, and so that I didn't have any skills and whatnot um, to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely agree with you. I wish I was presented with some type of education or understanding of of fear in a more broader term where, I don't want to say broader term, but like a more depth of a term and understanding where, yeah, there's so many times, and I guess I guarantee everyone else is kind of in the same boat where we let fear get the best of us, of course, mm-hmm. and it overtakes our our emotions our um our decision making and it's just a something that whether it is real fear or uh manifest fear within ourselves it overtakes and over and controls like our outcomes of certain elements so yeah definitely i agree with you there where there had to been i mean i'm sure there maybe is like a freaking college course on it because college will sell you anything but uh, yeah for but sure. i guess yeah a little bit more of real life things like i really wish that was like a core curriculum thing and something like whether it's like maybe like physical education yeah like you can get like more of like the i don't think mental side of it. i don't think it can be until our society deems it okay to have yeah. to be scared. That's what I yeah, you know, that's like, definitely that's, what I'm getting at is I wish is it was more of a like a norm societal norm that it's okay to have fears. Yeah. Because especially as a as a guy, you're not supposed to be scared of anything. You're supposed to be heroic. You're supposed to be macho. You're supposed to be a person that doesn't have feelings. You're supposed to not get scared 
at any be or be scared of anything. Yep. So I think with that, that's a in that's a very that's there's no way that that's possible. Yep. You know, that's the, we all are going to have those fears. And so we have to do a better job at figuring out yeah. how to overcome those. Definitely. Here's one thing. And it's it, the thing about it is, is fear is definitely normal and natural and it's okay to experience. And it is one thing that everyone's going to experience differently. So that maybe could be a, a situation where it's hard to obviously educate from that standpoint. But I mean, we have differences of opinion on a lot of things that we still talk about and, and educate ourselves on. My biggest thing about it, as far as fear goes, is, yeah, there definitely needs to be an understanding that it's real. And the one thing that I don't really agree with and kind of frustrates me on certain things that maybe like from a coaching standpoint people talk about is this sense of like being fearless, like not having fear and or not like, yeah, just not like not having fear. Like you can't have fear. Like you just said, like it, it's especially in a masculine society like you can't can't have fear you have to be fearless you have to be like this type of like just bulletproof type of person and that's something i definitely don't agree with because being fearless is a i think is a sense of stupidity i think it's a sense of misunderstanding certain elements and just being pretty much boneheaded you know let's go it's a little bit of naive and I think it's dangerous because fear is definitely natural in us. And if we can learn to understand it, accept it, and then utilize it to our strengths, we'll be better off in the long run. Yeah. If you're not able to, if you're fearless, then you don't know yourself. Which I don't think anyone's fearless. No, everybody I think has them, just, but people overlook don't, it. Yeah. They, don't, they don't tackle their fears. Yeah. They'd rather just, okay, I'm scared right now. Now that time has passed. Yep. But rather than looking and figuring out what caused the fear and where, where did that stem from and then working on it, you know, I would say an example for myself is sometimes when I'm with heights, for the most part, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But if it's unstable wherever I am standing or whatever, then I get, then I start getting scared. I'm like, uh oh, I'm about yeah. to fall. Yep. But then it's just talking, okay, you're fine, you know, but. And then I analyze that. Like, why did I feel that way? You know, what was the, what, why was it? Well, I felt that way because I felt unstable. I felt like I wasn't hanging on, you know, this, this. Was it worth being scared about? Well, you know, and those are the things I do after the event happened. And that could be whatever. Uh, but I think that's what you have to do is analyze it and then figure out ways to work through it or, get better at it yeah. now will you still have it yes of some magnitude but it probably won't be as big yeah because like i said in the beginning it's it's a defense mechanism it's and it's a natural response and it does help us stay out of harmful situations like fear and the presence of it does keep us safe in some regards it's when you don't listen to that fear and have that naive stupidity or you listen to it too much and you let it overcome you and let you and it hinders you from achieving something or experience something so it's having that that balance of understanding fear is there and it's it's inevitable but knowing to to use it in a proper way so i definitely agree with that now one thing like i said before like if we would if it it would help to obviously be educated on and here's how i think it maybe could be a hard thing to educate people on is 
our our levels of fear and how we experience a certain type of fear might be might be different you know so maybe from my standpoint like i might have a fear of like losing so i'm trying to kind of translate this to like a competitive training type of atmosphere so some people i don't think i would be one of these but just from general standpoint some people have a fear of losing in a way that does motivate them and it, it keeps them hungry and it improves themselves because I mean, they, they use it in a proper way. Whereas someone else might have a same fear of losing, but it overcomes them and manifests in them and engulfs them to where they're just overthinking everything and it, and it hinders them. So I couldn't say like, Hey, you, you should have a fear of losing because it's going to, it's going to keep you motivated because that could be Maybe right for me, but not right for someone else. So we're all going to experience a degree of fear differently. So yeah, that's definitely a hard concept to like push. So I don't believe people should <clears throat> educate fear in a one size fits all, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's going to be different for everybody. I think what would be interesting, Brock, is you brought up the losing. I think a lot of our listeners could benefit from hearing this so if you were a person that did not use losing as a motivational you know if you were like you said some people use that losing as to it helps them motivate and work harder and whatnot now if you weren't that person and it manifests inside of you and it dictates your life and whatnot what would you tell that person on helping them overcome that fear so yeah, like I said, so some people, they use that sense of losing or that fear of losing because they don't want to, whereas some people don't use it and it, it lets them not experience things. So you might not go out for the football team because, or to me, like a, let's put wrestling into a standpoint. It's currently going on and it does fit in this a little bit better, but you might maybe not go out for wrestling or you might not do, I don't know if they, they probably still do this, like wrestle-offs. You remember that back yeah, in, yeah, in the day. Yeah. I'm sure they pretty, pretty much do that, the same thing. But maybe you might not challenge someone who's in the same weight class as you on the same team because you're just so afraid of losing. Whereas, so What, what someone, would you tell me? What would, I would you say, tell me to help me get through that? So trying to wrap your head around not like losing isn't, the thing you should be fixated on, right? Like it's hard to, to grasp, but you should have try to find a different motivator to help you do accept that challenge. Now on the top of my head, it's kind of hard to think about, but like could just be maybe, maybe instead of the sense of losing, maybe you maybe have a better willingness to, to succeed. So instead of thinking negatively on from the losing standpoint, like I'm not going to, wrestle off and and challenge this guy because who knows maybe he's a friend of yours or maybe like maybe he might be better or who it might not who knows but instead of accepting like i can't lose go accept a challenge of like i can win or i have a possibility to win so you have to kind of manipulate it in a different way to where you're trying to achieve the same result of again whether like winning or losing isn't everything so I don't want to say like those are your your two things you're fixated on, but find whatever 
niche or whatever whatever thing you can attach to that's going to just make you go try something. Like I always relate it to this. I mean, you, you never know until you know. I say this a lot. It's kind of like riding a roller coaster for the first time. I mean, I know people that's still there to this day. Like we're out pushing our, you're in your 30s. <laughs> yeah. I'm pushing yeah. my 30s. And they've never been on a roller coaster. Like even in people like I know that are my parents' age, never experienced a roller coaster ride. And I mean, you could have those like, like those could definitely overtake you and things like that. But like, there's this sense of like euphoria and this sense of excitement that comes within like riding a roller coaster like that. Same goes for like winning or, or, or being challenged. You know, you can't look at a negative thing of like, well, I might. I might die on this thing. This thing might malfunction. This thing might just, the wheels might fall off. If you think negatively, yeah, that, it's, that's going to be your, your downfall. But if you could think positively of the experience you're going to have, the, the emotions that are positive. And the funny thing is, is fear and happiness derive from kind of the same chemical responses. They're just happening differently. So yeah, if you can if you can maybe have a more positive outlook from again going back to winning and losing. Hopefully the experience of winning overcomes the negativity of losing. And again, everyone's different. Like I know, like take Matt Frazier for example. He him and he, like a lot of people at the top some, again, not all, but some people at the top like yeah, their their fear of losing outweighs their drive to win. So you just have to know what serves you in the right way and, and take that. And it comes down to, again, understanding fear, addressing it and accepting it, and then figuring out ways to analyze it and, and use it to your strength. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes Yeah, I got you. What would, so what would you say? Because it definitely it's a, could be a little bit of a difference of opinion, but what would be maybe your, some of your I, advices? In that situation, if I had a kid, let's say we were talking about going back to the wrestling, I would say, let's look at the, let's look at both. Yep. Let's say you win. Okay, awesome. What would you take from that? And then we would talk that through. Now let's say you lose because that's what you're scared of. Why are you scared of it? What is causing you to have this fear? You know, is it because you don't want to lose your spot on varsity? Is it because you don't like losing? Is it because, you know, what is it? There has to be that driving force. So I would be, you know, that would be one of the things I would be curious to know. And then from that, I would say, okay, so regardless of what happens, you're going to, in some form, get better. Um, and I would also tell somebody in that situation that it really doesn't matter at the end because you're going to have another opportunity to wrestle off again. Yep. So if you lose, you're fine. And, and let's say it's a match. Let's say you're uh, wrestling the number one ranked kid in the state. That'd be kind of scary if you weren't, if you weren't, you know, up there being ranked and whatnot. But, you know, if you go in with the mindset that you're going to do your best and whatnot, then you could perform better. Rather than letting your emotions take the best of you. Yeah. And who knows? what? Um, there, I mean, things could change really quick in a wrestling match. One move can get you 
in a sticky situation. So I, I would be training my kids to have a different mindset yeah. where it's okay to be scared. You That is normal. Okay. But let's look at the, the positive in yes, this. Yes, definitely. Positive reinforcement. Yeah, yes. And then go from there. I think that's what, what we have to do. We as humans are negative people. We would rather focus on the negative than the positive. And so I think that's something we just have to do better on at in general is because ne- ne- uh, fear can be looked at as negative. But can you swing it and look at it in a positive way? Yeah. Because you understanding that there there is ways to overcome fear. There is. and But you have to look at it in a different mindset and be positive in, in thinking on it. Um, and so that's the biggest thing I would say for anybody. It doesn't matter what if your fears are is be able to analyze it, look at yourself and ask the question as why, and then how can I learn from this to get over or overcome the fear? And this won't be a one day process. This is years probably Yes. for some of your fears. Now, some of them could be, you know, a lot shorter than that. But when I look at the bigger picture of like my own fears, it's, it's, it's a lifelong process of working on those fears day in and day out and taking the time to do that. Yeah. So definitely you hit the nail on the head with those points. I definitely agree. Yeah. It's just having a better understanding of fear. And that just comes from experience. Like you're saying, sometimes you just got to go, go fail, go lose. Cause you know, failing is learning. Mm -hmm. And again, we see like fear and failing as a, as a negative thing just from like maybe a societal standpoint. I don't know where it, it, derived from but it's definitely not you know if you can like you said spin it and manipulate it in a certain way there where it improves your overall well-being and performance it's definitely going to be a better learning experience so yeah failing and failing and using fear is definitely learning and like i said it just comes from experience with and also like harping back to a certain experience. So if you can recall previous experiences, maybe that are similar. So if there was a time you were in a situation where you had maybe that, that, that response or fight or flight, like how did you handle that? Take those experiences, take those understandings and put them towards newer experiences. Or maybe again, you're, you're holding yourself back from doing something why? So like you're, you're saying a, a really good point on that is finding a mindset that's going to fit a situation in a, in a positive reinforced way. So if you can take from your experiences, also take from others' experiences, you know, so asking questions, finding understanding, recalling certain pre certain experiences, that'll help push the needle forward and give you a better, uh, chance you know i think sometimes what we do too is we we get scared we have too much fear and then once whatever that fear is that happens we realize that there was no reason to have that yeah you know for example like (laughs) with some of my athletes they know like when we get back from break we're going to have a conditioning test yeah and a lot of the the older kids will tell the kids that and then the younger like my younger athletes will be like very scared, like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die, you know. Uh and and then sometimes I'll kind of mess with them a little bit and we won't even run. 
like we'll come in with a mindset that we're gonna run so they're scared they're nervous and everything else and then it's fine and so i try to teach them that you had all this fear all weekend for no reason for no reason yep. you were you were scared of what this you know another uh example is i have a kid named javarius that's been training with me for the last two months and he fell off the map pretty hard with training uh, in the fall. And so he had reached out to me and asked if he could come train with me at the gym. And I said, you know, you got it. Why? You know, what's the reason? You, you didn't do anything all semester. Why is it different? So he gave me his reasons and whatnot. But he told me a couple of weeks ago that he said, you know what? When, I told him, you better be ready because this is going to suck. When you come in Monday, it's going to be the hardest training you've ever done in your life. So be prepared. He said Sunday night he didn't sleep at all. <laughs> and that was not my point to not put him in that. It was my point to make him scared. Yeah. But to be able to understand that, okay, you, you know, you showed up. Are you still alive? Are you still breathing? Yes. Did you have to be as scared as you were? No. My whole thing is to teach you to, to sometimes give you fear. But then to teach you after that, and then I talk to my athletes, and 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 it's talking through it with them to teach them that was that needed. Did you have to be? Was that fear? Did that fear overcome you for the right reasons, or didn't it? Because usually it overcomes them for the wrong reasons. And then I say, you know what? Look at it next time. Next time that we have this experience, now you can handle it differently because we've talked through this, and I've taught you and given you ideas of how to think without thinking the way that you normally would. And so I think that's another um, experience that I've had with athletes in general is teaching them that fear is okay, but is it worth it? Is it do you is it needed? And that you can look at that in everybody's life too. Or, you know, I look at it in my own life. Is it is a lot of the fear I have needed, or is it not? There are some situations where it's fight or flight, where you're just it's just what it is. Yep. But I think most of the fear that I have in my own life isn't needed. It, it's not. And, and, and then I look at it and I'm like, wow, why was I even scared about that? That wasn't even, I, there was nothing to be scared about. Yeah. I, I've said this in previous episodes, I believe, and I, I say it a lot. It's something I, I truly believe in is just controlling what you can control and then letting everything else just, just do its thing. You, you can't control what you can't control. Like there's, there's no trying. You always get put in a bad situation. Like, it's always for the worse. So, like, sit, like this, like, thinking about certain elements. Like, oh, my God, we have this tomorrow. Or I, I got to go do this. I got to meet with this person. Like, what type of emotions are going through your head that are just, just hindering you? Why, why are you doing that? Is it, is, it a, is it worth anything? Like you said, oftentimes not. Majority of the times not. So, just controlling your attitude, and then controlling the effort you put forth because those are the two things you always have control of and then just letting everything else kind of just, just work its way in. I think you need to have a belief in yourself. True. You know, I that's what I I don't see a lot of. Even the people that look very confident, they aren't truly believing in who they are, what they are, and, you know, what their capabilities are. And that brings, that allows fear to come in. If you believe in yourself and you've taught yourself that you know what no matter what i've got this i'm 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 stronger than i think i am you know i can overcome most things thrown at me you are going to be in a better spot when that fear starts trickling in 
And and that's what people need to do. It could be athletes. It could be anybody. This is goes for everybody. You need to have a belief in yourself to be able to get through things. And I think, you know, with coaching, when I look at us, in the beginning, when I first started it, man, I was nervous. I was scared all the time because I was always worried about what all the kids would think. Yep. You know, or am I saying the right things? Am I dressing the right way? What do I look like? You know, kids can be ruthless. But as I've done it longer, you know, this being my sixth year of doing it at Iowa Central, it's so easy now. There was nights I'd lose sleep because I'm like, oh, man, I have 100 football players coming in. How the hell am I going to try to get all these kids focused in on doing their their uh, their training? And I need to have this going on while this is going on, you know. And so I would be thinking while I was trying to sleep on, okay, what exercises do I have all these guys do? How do I make sure that they don't have enough time to talk? You know, what if I mess up this? You know, what if they get jammed up at this station or so forth? But then when it came, that day came, I'm like, what What the hell? Yeah. I just lost a whole night's nice, nice, night of sleep on this, and it was fine. So then after those experiences, it just allowed me to now, it's just like, whatever. I, I'm confident in what I do, and I know that if there's a hiccup, it's just whatever. You just keep going. So that, that's been taught by practicing, 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 practicing day in and day out with it. And I've, I'm, you know, now I'm in the mindset of bring it on, like give me something that I can't handle because I, that's going to help me get better. Give me something that I'm scared of. Uh, I'll give you another experience, um, with farming. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's that hard, but when you are unloading corn from a, uh, a catch cart, so you have, you have the tractor and then you have a big cart behind you that catches corn in the, in the field when you're harvesting, it's very easy. If you don't do your job correctly, you could lose a lot of corn on the ground. And that's the last thing you want to do is scoop up corn. Or if you're not dumping it correctly on the semi, then you can overload those trucks and then you can get fined. So you have to be able to move. Like when you're dumping, for instance, you have to be able to move. You have to watch your scale as you're watching the corn come out, which is coming out at a, a crazy speed. <laughs> and then you have to be able to drive forward and not run into anything. And your the auger that allows the corn to unload is about three inches away from the truck from the the edge so if you go too low with that moving it up and down then you're gonna you're gonna ruin your auger mm-hmm. so there's a lot to think about and when i first did that oh my gosh when i got home that night after doing that i was so mentally exhausted from being scared that i i mean i fell asleep really early and slept for probably 10 12 hours and I'm, but then the next day it was easier and then the next day and i'm like why the hell was i that scared this is stupid. <laughs> and now it's like, it's easy. Yep. Uh, but that's just like, that's an example of what everybody has something that it's like, if you look back on it, it was like, why, why was I even that scared? It wasn't even worth it. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to not let fear control us in yeah. those regards. You know, like our, when we let our minds run wild, it's oftentimes hard to reel them back in. But like you said, like you, you won't know until you know, <clears throat> don't, don't try to control something you can't. And then, yeah, don't be afraid to go try to experience something because yeah, like from a coaching standpoint, I remember like just getting into different groups, you know, it's weird how we, we, we shouldn't let someone's opinion dictate ourselves, but oftentimes like our mind just goes that way. Mm-hmm. Cause I say to myself and I say to people so many times, like, who cares what other people think? They don't 
for one, if they do think about you, like say like, oh, this guy is wearing a stupid hat or who's this, like, who's this guy? That is a very minute thought within their whole day. And then they, they'll leave that situation and probably never think about you again. Yet you think they're thinking about you all the time. Yeah. And they're saying these things about you and that. Like, just think about to yourself. Like, I know we've all had opinions of someone else, good or bad. Do you let those opinions just like crowd your mind all day? Yeah. No. You you may like think, oh, this guy is a dummy for doing that. And then you turn around and that's the last time you think about it. So you gotta understand like People are also doing that to you. So, yes, they might say something about you. You shouldn't care. But if you do, just brush it off because it, it doesn't matter. I remember when I was back in the dating scene. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's, everybody has had to be there. Where you text some girl or some guy, depending on your or whatever, and they don't text you back. Yep. And it's like... And this is before you could know that it was red. Get the dots or the yeah, red. Uh, yeah, yeah. Left And on then red. you're like, you you your fear. Like, I wonder what oh, I did. What dude, what happened? I what, that. Like, I must have back in the MSN days. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like you would you you would just you would your That's mind the will no. allow you to bring up all these different things that say like, oh, she's cheating on me, or she's yeah. she's not, oh, I'm not good enough, or this and this and that. And then at the end of it all, I'd always find out like, oh, yeah, I was just, you know, I was busy. Or like they legitimately had a reason why they weren't texting me back immediately. Yeah. Dude, that, that harps home for me a lot. I honestly don't, like I don't let things get to me a lot. As far as like maybe like financially or like whatever, like I'm very good at just kind of keeping composing those. But yeah, when it comes to like relationship things, not yeah. so much now. But like you're saying, back in the, in the back day, back in the day, like or in the beginning of a relationship yeah. when you're first talking, like you, you have know, all these thoughts just run, run through, through your, your head. head, like oh man, this and that, like she doesn't like me anymore, and 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 that's <laughs> it was just so stupid. Yeah, and you know, as I got older and was dating. Later on, it just became less of them. It was like, whatever. Yeah. Again, that's just, it, it just harps back to experience. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm that way now. It's like I might message someone. And to be honest, at this point in time, like, I don't really talk to people in general, to be yeah. honest. Like, I just kind of do my own thing and, like, I fixate on, like, what I'm trying to control and, and do. But, like, if there was a time where, like, I would be, like, conversating with another girl or, like, trying to figure things out in that regard and they uh like they don't respond or like you can sometimes tell like with me now so they're not vibing it's not vibing like you yeah. get them short responses yeah. or whatever like, like before oh, whatever. like i would let that stuff just <laughs> eat, eat me up. up like what like this girl yeah. like like it would just be soul crushing now yeah. i'm just like mm, whatever i remember when i was on dating apps before i met Allie and whatnot and i couldn't Man, it was so it was so ruthless. Like I could not. I felt my my self esteem was so low because I would talk to buddies who were on the same apps and they're like, "Yeah, man, I've matched with like ten girls and you yeah. know." And I was matching with like zero, zero. And I'm like, yep. "What the hell?" Like then I started looking at myself and I'm like, "Man, it's probably because you're short. You know, nobody wants to date a short guy, or you know, it's this or it's that, or maybe it's just because your skin's brown. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I thought of all these reasons, which it could have been." But then I looked at it now, and I'm like, you know what? Screw all that. Yeah, like, but I don't if, care. It, if like, it is, so what? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They don't it's know. Definitely you. not like the end of the world. No, and that's what I. That's that was a learning experience for myself, or a learning curve to understand. Like those things are minute. Yeah. You know, you have you have other problems, but everybody's probably been in that situation at some point. But as you gr- get older, grow, mature, develop, it becomes other things. Yeah. You know, like financial. For me, is always something that it's not. I'm not fearful because for me, it's like all I need to do if I financially am in a sticky situation is I got to work more, yep. which sucks. But like that's I can control that. Yeah, that's the, what I can control. You know, if an if an unexpected bill comes up, every time that's happened, I found a way. Yeah, you know, there was one time where I owed. The, <laughs> $2,500 in taxes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I was not expecting that. Like, I'm like, I mean, what? For some people, that's a lot. Like, I mean, like, yeah, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot. Like, I mean, at, that, like that, that right, you like, owe it the you next month. Na- yeah, like, I, we I'm, need this now. It's like, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. I about lost my marbles. Like, I was like, what? You know, <laughs> but, you know, I had support from Allie, so we figured it out. You know, it was one of those things where she's just, it's going to be okay. She talked, she talked to me. And so, like, yeah. having those people fighting for you in your ring, which is usually your family, Yeah, you find a way with some instances of fear to get through it because they're helping you. Yeah. So everybody needs to have some type of support, hopefully, to help them get through certain fear elements that they may have or whatnot. Yeah. Mo- I think all the time, I don't want to say more often than not, but like I think all the time things just, they, they turn out, for better, by for better or worse, but most of the time they turn out good. Like whether it's something catastrophic happens or like whatever, it just takes time. It takes just understanding, and event like eventually, like some things aren't ever gonna like some things aren't gonna be the same. But yeah, we have this this manifest ideas in our heads of like the worst possible outcomes. I think we always, like you said, it's just human nature. It's like a natural thing to like go towards the negative. Mm-hmm. And we think of the literal worst things, like you were even saying with like people not responding to you. Yeah. Our minds are powerful and sometimes they are powerful in the wrong ways. Yeah. And, and that's training your mind like we talked about way early on. You have to do that in order to change who you are Mm -hmm. and change is good and it's accepting that i think change is a is a in in any any aspect of life is scary you know there's there's a million different fears that we may have but change is one of them but that's part of that is part of being able to change who you are um to work through the fear that you're having and you have to be willing to do that and so accepting that will help you possibly get through or overcome the fears that you have. I, I want to ask you this, Brock. If you could give an example of, and this could be from any time in your life, one of the scariest moments or uh, moments of fear that you've had, could you, do you have one that you could think of? So it's funny. The more we talk about this, the more I, I start to like realize what like truly I'm, I'm fearful of. And I'll, I will say this, it oftentimes stems from like just external things of, of people's opinions. Usually 
I would say I don't necessarily have like a specific one, maybe like one that's at the top, but some of them like back in, back in the day or whatever, just like maybe like disappointing someone like, or like doing something wrong to where like I could potentially gotten fired from a job or I can say maybe like this isn't like the top of the top, but one I could recall back to is, uh, I went down to Ames one weekend to hang out with friends and do what we used to do, the old party scene. And I was supposed to be, I think this was a Saturday, so that, that following Sunday, that next day, I was supposed to be at work. And it was probably like 11 or something. So I was always like, okay, I'll go party, wake up at like 8, 9 o'clock, drive home, get to work. Had my clothes and everything. But for some reason, my car died. And definitely was out of my control. But I was supposed to be at work, and I and I called them, and they were kind of a little irritated about it, and said, "Well, you you should get here. Or probably not going to be good for you, or whatever." And it's like that freaks me out, you know, like like having a sense of like I have like what can I do? I'm kind of helpless in that scenario, and I'm probably screwed. So we literally figured out, I think my, like we, ch- I think I was out of gas tour. So like something happened where like we, we figured it out. I think I was an hour late to work. They somehow found someone to cover for me. So they like, they let me leave, but like they were, dis- they were like disappointed in me. And like those type of scenarios, like freak me out. Like if I maybe do something wrong at a, at a job or whatever. Is it because of the disappointment or? I think it's it, disappointment, but even just the sense of like. Yeah, maybe like letting someone down or like just doing something wrong in in general. Because I usually never purposefully like mess up. And the thing about it is when you look back on it, like I don't know, like it could be like you could be definitely in the wrong about something, but sometimes people suck. And it's like, yes, could I have not went down and like, hung out with my friends and did those extracurricular activities because I had to be somewhere else. You know, like I had responsibilities after the fact. Yes, but I didn't do it like unknowingly and I didn't like brush it off. I had, I literally had work clothes with me. I showered. Like I didn't just get super drunk the night before and, and miss my alarm. It just like something occurred. And even there is sometimes like I might, sleep in or I might miss an alarm or something. And those things, like I always freak out like, well, crap, like I'm, I'm screwed. So there are elements where it's like, and some, some people could probably be looking at this right now. Like that's the most fearful you've ever been about certain things. And it's like, well, kind of, yeah. Like I've never been really super threatened for my life. But again, those are certain scenarios where it's like, what can you do? Like I haven't been threatened at gunpoint or anything, but it's that fact of like just mess like messing up not even purposefully but yeah having that sense of well they're going to be disappointed or like yeah i'm going to get fi- like being fired or like being disciplined for something like those usually bring out the most anxiety and, and fear inside of me but again I, I look back to it like this was a job i worked in high school and i was like petrified during that whole time but now that you think about it, it's like, why? That was like a, a splash in the bucket. 
So yeah, those are some some examples I have. What about you? And again, it's funny to say that like that's a big the biggest fears I've had because it's kind of <laughs> again it's a, just a minute thing. But that's funny too because I get guarantee there's probably people out there that have the same situation. Yeah. Where I could might I might see their fear. Hell, you might say something right now and be like, really? But so, that's that's the problem too is like it doesn't. We always compare everything to somebody else. Yep. And it, it could be anything. Like, I, and so I don't, my biggest thing I've tried, it's kind of off topic, but like, is understanding that it d- doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your fear was or the magnitude of it. It's fear. Yeah. And so I think that's what we have to look at too. Don't compare your fear to somebody else yep. and me think that it's not as good as mine or whatever else. Oh, absolutely. No, because I, until you're in that situation, you don't know how you're going to react. Yeah. Or you don't know what they went through. And like I said before, is like every, everyone experiences certain fears differently. differently. Like I said, fear, a fear of losing might motivate you where a fear of losing might literally cr- like crush you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I never look at someone's fear or someone's, certain anxieties with a sense of like what the heck or like look at them as stupid because they're they're definitely not so you're definitely on the right point where it's like fear is fear yeah and it's 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 experienced the same but what you experience is different. different and i think that's part of helping people get through their fears is understanding that if you are in a per in a place where you're talking to somebody about your own fears. You're being vulnerable so that hopefully that they understand that, hey, that's okay. Because at some point, somebody's going to be talking to you or you're going to be talking to them. Yeah. And that's part of the process of helping yourself overcome fear. I would say for myself, I mean, it was more recent, but it was just a weird experience. <laughs> when Allie and I went out to Wyoming and we had our moose experience. Oh, the moose experience. Man, you told that, me about this. Yeah, that was scary. It was just scary because, I mean, we've never, I've never been in... The, the wild where I've came up a, like close to something so big yeah, and not knowing the reaction of that animal. Yeah. And so what happened was Allie and I, uh, I got, I would say that's, that's real fear. Yeah. That, like, that there, was like, there's, there's manifest fear within <laughs> ourselves and then there's legitimized fear. fear. Like that, that, that was, that was like, it was like a fight or flight. Like what, what do I do? You know? So I, what so what happened was Allie and I went out to Laramie, Wyoming, because I proposed to her on the top of this mountain, and we went hiking. And so to get to the we we hiked two different. Is mountains. this when you didn't have any water too? Yes. Or is this, this is the Everything same time? just <laughs> yes. So I was stupid. First off, the dumbest thing was I was not, I forgot how I wasn't acclimated to the the height. Yeah. And in the mountains up there, you were at like at the top of the mountain. You're probably at fourteen thousand feet. Uh, in Laramie, you're at 7,000 feet, but as you travel up, you're, you're going up to like 11, 12. Yeah. So you're already struggling to like get wind and little things are awful to just breathe. But it was where we parked our car. It's like a mile and a half, probably two mile walk, at least two, I would say to the first little mountain. And so we hiked that because that's what I did when I lived there, which I was acclimated by when I was living there. So it was different. Uh, but so we hiked the first mountain, got to the top, is awesome. Uh, and then I'm like, well, let's go to the big one because the big one was uh, right in front of us and they have the switchback trail. They have a switchback trail that you can hike. So we climbed down the first one and then we started h- hiking the next one. And then halfway up, we ran out of water and we ran out of food. 
And so then we're both dying by the time we get to the top. But it was awesome because, like, I knew what I was going to do. I knew I was going to propose. She didn't know that. How long of a time frame was, like... We were... From when you when guys, like, started, started, and then you did all this, and then when you... Because you said you got back to the, the truck, right, or the vehicle, whatever. Yeah, so it what was... What was that time frame? We started hiking at 9 a.m., probably, 8.39, and then we didn't get back until 6 or 7 o'clock. I think it was 7 o'clock at night. Oh, dang. Like <laughs> and so... 10 hours. Yeah, and then... Uh, did once, you... So, like you said, because you had... Was it just unprepared? Like, unprepared. The unprepared. I didn't think it was going to take that long. Yeah. Because when I did it with my buddy, we were just probably more, we were better, better shape. shape. We were ready for and that. And I guarantee we, you guys were probably, like you and your buddy were probably like. Let's go. Like digging, pushing yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the time frame was different. So yeah. you and Allie were probably just like. Taking our time. Yeah. You know, like taking in everything. Yep. Knowing that I was going to propose. So when we got to the top of the, the, the biggest one, you know, it was amazing. Because you can see for miles and everything else. And I was scared as hell then because I was about to propose. Yeah. So I had two different times of fear during this 10-hour period because I'm like... Did you... Was there a point where you were like, she might say no? Did you ever have that? Or no, you just kind of knew like, hey, this I is... I knew yeah. like that she was going to say yes. Yeah, so you didn't but have a fear you, of like, no, shit, I could be denied. Because I was confident in how long we were dating. I was yep. confident in the feelings. I knew they were mutual. She had been asking about... Where I was at with getting married. Okay, so you guys. So had I knew it. we were, yeah. you know, like so that that lessened that fear. Yeah. And I wasn't even scared, like going, like the only fear I had was when I got to down on my knee. Like yeah. that was a scary ass moment because I'm like I am making a commitment. Yeah. The rest of my life to Allie, my wife. That was scary, you know, just just doing that. But the whole ride out there, you know, to Laramie from home was fine. Like she she didn't have any idea. Cause I didn't change. Nothing changed with my mannerisms, how I was acting. But so I, I proposed and then we just took in the scenery for, you know, the 20 minutes. And then we started hiking back down the mountain. Well, once we're about, we're off the mountain and okay. So halfway down by this point on the way up, we, we lost water. We were out of water. So there is this area that has snow. And so I'm like, let's eat snow. <laughs> I was dying. Like, I'm like, I, this is awful. And we were exhausted. We had no How food. How much water did you take? Just like a, a bottle? I think we took two bottles each. And we probably should have taken like five. Of like this kind of bottle? Uh, no, they were water Bigger, bottles. So probably okay. like a, at least a 25 ounce. Yeah. Or 20, you should have had like a tank, tank on. Tank on, yeah. Like a backpack. But, you know, I just was remembering from before. Yeah. But so we, we ate snow. And we tried to put some in our water bottles and whatnot. And Good do the best we could. But honestly, man, it took like twice as long getting back because we're exhausted. We're mentally and physically exhausted. Well, as we're, I would say, halfway back to the car, uh, there's all these woods that you go through to get to where we parked. Allie's like, what's that? And I'm like, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to get back. She's like, no, there's, there's something out there, over here. There's something. I heard something. And I'm like, I'm not hearing anything, Allie. Well, all of a sudden, two moose come out of the brush, like running out of the brush. And you're on a trail still, right? It's not even a trail. It's just we're in the middle of the woods. like. And so I'm like, oh, shit. Well, you guys started to take a short, like, shortcut or something? Or was this oh, just oh, like yeah, what? Yeah, so it, like it there was, was, the there was like this, yeah, it looked like kind of like a trail. I don't know. It was weird, but like it hadn't been traveled very much. Okay. Because you can't, like there's a road around this area, but it's not, there's no access to this little thing that we were hiking on. I got you. But- these two moose come out of nowhere and they're probably 10 feet away. And I'm like, fuck. 
you know, excuse my language, Whoa. but yeah, because they're freaking huge. Yeah. And I all I can think of is like, man, I've heard moose can be pretty aggressive aggressive right? yeah. in mating season. Oh yeah, and whatnot. And I don't I don't know when moose mating season is. So I'm like, all right, let's uh, let's duck down. And so we ducked down, and it probably was a good, I don't know. I don't even know. But in my head, I'm thinking, you know, I, I was carrying a gun. So I was concealing and carrying. Because I'm like, you know what? What if I Legally? Go? I don't know if it was. I, I, <laughs> uh, probably not. I don't, I'm not sure. I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast. But, <laughs> but I, I had mine. You, you have yours but now. It's, right? it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was legal. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if... The thing that I don't know, I didn't remember if Iowa was if oh, your concealed okay. carry is legal in Wyoming. Yeah, but I, I mean, but I only had a nine millimeter on me, so it was a handgun. But in my head, I'm like, well, what if I, I was prepared going into this trip, thinking, okay, if we're hiking, what if I yeah, come like across a, a wolf, wolf or, or a freaking a, or whatever mountain lion, mountain lion or, yeah. I'm gonna shoot it. Well, I'm like, what the, he-? you know, I'm thinking like it's in my book bag, so I could get it, but I'm not. We're just hiding. It's not coming after me. If it's coming after me, I'd probably run first before I try to shoot it because a nine millimeter bullet is I not going to put I down a moose. Are, nah, I don't know if they're fast or not. I think they got some pretty good speed. When I think they're, they're just so big. They're, they're big. They're stride. Yeah. So yeah. They just like. I mean, like, I don't know. I would have it come after me and yeah. have Allie run. And that's what was going through <laughs> my head, too, is like, what go do on, I do? Let's go. go. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to. I mean, like, uh, my most important person in my life is my wife at that time, you know, like, if I want this moose to to hurt somebody, hurt me, you know, like let her get away. And so that's what I'm going through my head. What can I do? What do I need to do? Just processing all this yeah, information. Yeah, like all this, you know, as fast yeah. as I can. Well, one moose wasn't even interested after a few minutes. It just went on its way. That one was just like bound and determined to just stay there. I'm like, oh, gosh. And they were like, lo- it was looking like right yes, at you, right? Like, like we're behind a, a small evergreen that wasn't full grown yet. And so it's like a bush. And we're just crouching behind it, and I was like, what's it doing? And I'm like, it's just standing there. Like, I don't know. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, we're talking. Like, I'm like, don't, you know, just slow your breathing. We're fine. You know, like, just let's get through this. Well, probably I would say after about eight minutes, it it was forever. My legs were falling asleep. It just went on its way. And I'm like, Allie, let's just book it. Like, let's just not mess. (laughs) I never thought, like, the area that we were in was so populated with people usually that I'm like, there's no moose. And the last time we hiked this, I didn't come across any wildlife. Yeah. So I'm like, I wasn't what I was expecting. You know, I thought maybe we could, but I'm like, nah. So then we got back to the car after that experience. Allie was dying. I was dying. We got in the car. We started driving like five minutes in the ride. Allie's like, pull over. I got to puke. So I think like for her, it was just that that fear of the adrenaline, adrenaline just rushing just, through just you just kind of yeah. was, we're okay now so now her reaction was puking now she can kind of like, like let, let, yeah yeah where i was more or less i need to get some fucking water excuse my language again but i need to drink and so uh it was probably just to drive down to get to the like they're at the bottom of this mountain area there was like a convenience store so that took us like 20 minutes just to get there but i bought four Gatorades for each of us <laughs> and I'm just slamming Gatorades and we ate a crap ton that night of food but it was a crazy experience man like I can't explain that to anybody how I felt I just was in absolute fear I've never had that yeah. and usually I'm always getting my mind ready for things you know preparing because I know that'll help 
But in that situation, I did not think yeah. I was going to come across some two moose. Yeah, you can only be time. so much prepared mentally. Yeah. Especially for certain situations you, you just never don't know. Yeah. yeah. And that's legitimized fear. I will say that right now. Like, that's not, like, manifested or, like, like I said, opinion, opinionated, fearful of, like, someone else's thoughts. Like, that's legit, like, a threat. Threat. Yeah, and if anybody wants to know how big a moose is, there was a video out there, dude. Remember that, that moose, moose walking down the? Oh the moose yeah, we... <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, but go, go there, on. Yeah, there's a there's a video out there that was got went pretty viral of a moose walking down the median, and I want to say, oh, I remember that. Remember one. that in the car, like that moose was like, and they were a in like times, a, a truck or like something, a, something and it was still bigger. taller was than that, huge. So you're like literally, literally any human being is is miniature compared to that thing. Yeah. And that thing comes after you with its with its head, man. Like I mean that that's like ten human heads, dude. And one one of its head. That's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we. So me and Miguel helped one of my uh, my relatives out. He does like uh, painting and remodeling, and one of his clients had a moose head. And the funny thing is, this guy uh, he collects them. He does. It didn't even kill the moose. It just like he bought it. Uh, so he calls me one day and says, hey, I need help putting this. It was a moose head, and we did a, bu- a bu- bison head. It, it was a, like a taxidermy thing, you know? So I go with him during the morning, and we get into this house. This moose head is ginormous. So, yeah, like. Huge. The head. It took three of us to hold the thing. Yeah. And that's with everything out of it. Yeah. You put the brains and, yeah. and everything back into this that? This thing was massive. So me and my relative are just the two of us trying to get this. And he has this, like, contraption. He has one of the, uh, like, drywall... Rigs. Rigs. Yeah. Can't remember exactly what they're called, but... Uh, so we're, like, we're trying to put it on this thing. We're trying to balance it. We're trying to literally, like, get it up. We're putting, like, in this pretty big house. Like, it's going up a... Probably 10 plus feet. Yeah. And so we, we're like struggling like hell. So then I call Miguel over. Miguel's like the rig operator. And we're he's helping us down and stuff. So there's three of us trying to like maneuver, maneuver this moose head. And yeah, this thing was huge. I think so from the neck to the nose, it's like we set it down. It had a, like a, a base behind it right where the neck is. From the neck to the nose was pretty much same height, same height as us. us right. Yeah. So we're like five five ish yeah five six whatever it was our yeah like say so just the neck to the, the head, head. imagine the rest of the body, body which is it. huge yeah so think about that i couldn't imagine that yeah that, this thing was dead and i was kind of petrified yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's not aggressive it's not mad you didn't piss it off you know it's just one of those things but you know i laugh about the experience now because it's like dang like that was crazy uh, craziest moment of my life probably yet there's going to be more um, where there was fear but I, I can say another experience was just having our baby was scared I was scared yeah just because I didn't know I, everything was going well but those you still have factors. that fear of is everything going to go okay going leading into that is, yeah. no, is Allie going to be okay yeah Magnus Allie gonna be okay? plus the baby mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. that's definitely some legitimized fear too yeah and that's one of those things is Again, there's unknown elements there, so you got to stay as calm as you can, especially for her probably, because yeah. you can't be the one like in the corner like losing it, I'm freaking out, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> know your place. You but know. yeah, like so. Again, what we're getting back to is like fear's real and it's inevitable and it's 
an emotion for sure. How would you if s- you can if you can use it like just understanding it, just understanding fear. That's the the biggest concept we're trying to hit home. What, what you would say? you say? I know we we haven't really touched on this. I don't want to take a ton of time, but. <laughs> what have you had i mean we haven't talked anything about fear and training what have you what are your fears or have you had fear in, in your own training that you've dealt with see again so when we talk about me and think this is a good example of like how fear is perceived differently not, not really because again i've never been in a situation like you're saying with your type of fears with like a moose and stuff or like being threatened um but from a training standpoint, either I've, I think before, obviously I, I had the the fear of like, like starting out at the gym, like when I first, like, I'm going to kind of go into like the high school setting and I could see some of my athletes being right in this same situation right now that I'm training. Uh, yeah. Like, fe- like there's a sense of fear of like, maybe like fitting in. I know like back in the day it was like, and it could just be your experience in the gym in general, just depending on where you're at in your journey. But like, yeah, like fear of like being the weakest or like being mm. last at some, so that, that fear of like not fitting in, in a so state. So this is when you were in high school? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I remember that. Like I remember training or like just training at the rec, you know, it's like these, these guys are like doing like just fitting in, yeah. right? Be, like being a part of it. Like yeah. there's that, that anxiety and fear of like, Oh crap. I like, I don't know if I could do that. So like, and like moving weight or something like that. It's early on in your journey. And far as like training goes where yeah, you just don't have enough experience. So you don't know, maybe you've never, you've never touched this weight before in your life. You've never done this movement before in your life. So you just don't know what to expect. So there's that, that sense of like fear. And this is a, a smaller one of it, but Otherwise, yeah, I've never had a sense like I've done some CrossFit competitions and I've done things like that. So I fear I've found like obviously training and and exercising has been somewhat of my element. And everyone again, everyone like thrives differently in certain scenarios. But I've always had more of like excitement type of anxiety than fearful anxiety when it came to Mm. competing in CrossFit or hitting some type of lift or maybe trying something new for the first time. It's been more of a thrill to me. And that's obviously why I've probably been, I don't say successful, but I've, I've, I've lasted so long. I haven't petered out. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, not like I've never really had a fear of missing a lift or, or, or things like that. It's just been, yeah, like excitement, like doubt, some doubts, you know, but you just learn to over time, like just deal with them and under again understand them. Like it's it's a mental mentality thing. It's not a physical, actual threat. Yeah. What about you? I think the fear that I've had is is getting injured, and the only reason why I've had that is because I've put so much into it. Yeah. You know, I've put it. It's literally hours and hours and hours in training, even though I haven't competed. But it's doing that for years. And I'm like, I don't want one injury to happen that's going to take me out for a long period of time. Yeah. But, or you know, ever. Yeah. And so I, I, but I don't let it consume me. But I would say yeah. that 
that is a it's it is a fear you know like i just of getting injured you know i'm always cognitive of what i'm doing if it's not even in the weight room is this going to affect my training is this going to get me am i going to get a position where i could get hurt so that's that that is it um other than that you know i think everything else as i've gotten older has become less yeah i had one freak accident where i had you know when i rolled my ankle when i was box squatting and that scared me because I had no control. Yeah. Once I rolled it, the, the weight was gone. But I didn't get injured from it, and I didn't allow myself to stop squatting that day. Yep. I was just like, you know what? Get back under the bar. I think I, I dropped it down 100 pounds. I was think it was at above 600. And so then I just, you know what? It's, I'm not, I, and I was telling myself, you got to just do it. Like, don't just quit today because then the, you're not going to feel confident the next day. Yeah. And it was a freak accident. You know, it was something that I just, I got out of position and that happens in training. And so I think for me was the best thing was just get back under the bar that right after that set, take a moment, figure out what I did wrong and then change it. Yeah. You're, you're on a good point of understanding the flaw or the problem, Yeah, fixing it and then, and then getting right back on there. So I see so many times, um, like I'll, I'll put some experiences from my standpoint of like coaching CrossFit like the box jump is a pretty notorious one. But again, your box jump could be a, a 315 back squat or a 225 bench, something that you had a, a negative experience with. Maybe you missed a lift or like you, you broke a shoulder or like whatever. Like something happened and now that's all you're going to think about. So like box jumps, for example, people like mix a box jump and just like break, like bust their shin open or get hurt. And it consumes them forever. Like I know people that maybe even still to this day that I've trained prior to in past years that they probably haven't done a box jump since or, or things like that because they let that, that negative aspect control them. And that's all they think about. So hopefully if you're, any of those people, like I said, I, I've never really had that experience where it's like, I've, I did something bad. I'm never doing that again. I think you may be in the same boat as like, we usually get right back on the horse. I think for most people, that's a, a good thing to do when you correct and, and understand what you did wrong. If you just, like I said, if you have that fearless attitude, like a lot of younger athletes do, like they, they, they mess up their back doing a deadlift because they did it wrong. And they're like, oh, well, it was just heavier. It was just whatever. So they they take some time off, and they come back, and they just do the same, same thing. Because they, they just have no fear or understanding. So it's using fear, like we're saying earlier in this podcast, utilizing the fear in a correct way and understanding it to better perform and better correct what you were doing. And when it comes to training, I also want to add in that it's just time under your belt. Yes. We can... I can and you can bounce back from a from something that caused fear. For instance, if it was a box jump, I put in enough time that I'm not gonna allow a bo- allow a box beat yeah. me. It's not gonna beat me. A barbell is or, or not a bad beat me. or even a bad training session. Yeah, you know? some people let me. like yeah, really let, bad let training sessions just get into engulf them. They take weeks off because yeah. they're like, I just I can't, I can't uh, do it. I missed this so PR. I, I, so like they have that 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 fear of failing, or they failed. Mm-hmm. And now they think that's all they're going to do. Yeah. So it's having that, that relentless list of understanding the fear and then overcoming it. Yeah. And like you're saying, it does come from experience. Yeah. And, and, and part, you just got to do it. You know, it's, yeah. you can't 
Yeah, you gotta we, you gotta you gotta have an understanding of why you're, you know it's your why and and your how and your what and and it's just time you get there there can't be if you want it you can't allow the the fear to 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 overcome you and beat you because you have to have more purpose than that in your training yeah and the time aspect of just putting in the time day in and day out will help you get through that because people like we're 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 not the end all be all but people like us have trained our minds to push through most things that come our way in the in the weight room because of what how we've done things and the length of time we've been doing it and so that if you're a younger trainer or somebody who's more novice or intermediate you have to tell yourself that it's inevitable that some at some point you're probably going to get hurt because that's just part of training but how are you going to overcome that? How are you going to overcome that negative mindset that you need to stop or that you're going to allow that take you and consume you? You can't, you know, and train it. You know, if a little injury happens, practice training your mind then. You know, if a bigger injury happens, practice overcoming that. We are our own worst enemies in the weight room and in life. So, you know, you got to figure out what you need to do to become better at that. Definitely. <clears throat> it's just the sense of, experience like you're saying and learning from it like I, like I said earlier is like failing is learning and if you never give yourself an opportunity to fail or ha like maybe you will maybe you won't again you you may not know so if you have a, a fear of failing or, or losing or not succeeding just from the the what-ifs and the internal thoughts that you're going through yeah you're never gonna probably overcome that or you're never gonna be to the the position where you are in training because you, you let that dictate what you do. So if you have an injury, it's like, well, I'm yep, never going to back squat again just because you, it's, it's bad. And I see that so many times, like everyone says like squatting is bad for your knees or like X, like lifting in general is like bad for you. It's like, no, you just maybe had a bad experience with it. So like, like deadlifts are really good example. Like, Oh, deadlifts are terrible for your back know how you deadlift could be terrible for your back so giving yourself an opportunity to overcome a fear by like you said sometimes you just got to do it like there there's a lot of analyzing you can do there's a lot of thought press process that can go on but at the end of the day sometimes you just have to jump in head first you have to embrace failure if you don't have failures in your life currently, or if you've never had them, you need to, because that is the only way you are going to teach yourself to get better, to grow, develop, and become a better version of yourself. So you need to get yourself in a position where you have fear. You have to, every single day, there has to be something that puts you in a position where you're scared in some aspect. I, that's my opinion. Because then you're able to work on that. If you just have fear or if you get scared here and there, that's not going to give you an opportunity to train that to help you overcome it. But if you put yourself in a position where you have some type of fear every single day, you analyze it, you look at it, you figure out why you have that fear, and then work on it, that's where you're going to make progress. And that's where we want you to go. So it's being, it's being able and willing to do that and understanding that it's going to cause a lot of discomfort for you, but that's okay 
That is totally normal. Uh, and with time, that'll get better. Most definitely. Yeah, so you, you touched it great. I think we should probably end there. Yeah, so just learn from failures. Face your fears. Accept them. Understand them. Do, do what you can. Control what you can. And just kind of let everything else happen. So, awesome. Final thoughts? I'm good. Yeah, like I said, we're going to end on that. Thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to follow along. Okay, go to Spotify. Hit that follow button. Share this link. So if you find this link on Facebook or, or anywhere, uh, share it out. You know, someone could definitely benefit from this episode and many episodes previously or, or future ones. So please do that. Give us some feedback. Maybe give us some topics for coming up in the, the future podcast. And other than that, have a good day. We'll see you on the next one.